Uh, you're doing a bad job eating there, dude. The food court at Costco is one of the great suburban treats. The dollar ninety nine hot dog, I think, when whoa, they whoa, were... whoa, 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 rich money no, bags over no. here paying a dollar ninety nine for his hot dog. Dollar and fifty cents for a foot long hot dog and a twenty okay. ounce soda with refill. Okay, yeah, and they have the vending machine that only has water in it, where yes. each one is a quarter. Yes, correct. And they're ice cold. So, like, there was a the, a news story a couple years ago where they were like, hey, if we, like, increase the price of the hot dog to just $3, which is, like, a reasonable price for a hot dog and drink combo, like, that we could make, like, you know, X million dollars a year. And the CEO or whoever, Ms. <laughs> Jim Mr. Costco. Costco, Mr. Costco was like, Mr. If, you, if you raise the price of the – uh, footlong hot dog. I'm fucking selling the franchise. Like I'm, 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 I'm coming folding. to your house and burning down Accenture or whoever is the consultancy who's giving this advice. Yeah, the pizza costs a <laughs> dollar. The hot dog costs a buck ninety nine. Literally, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Which I admire. Like, isn't that part of the um the uh, Falcons guy who built the new Falcon Stadium? Like, he's got like the whole like you know family friendly two dollar pizza pizza oh yeah that's right they do they do like the fan friendly pricing yeah arthur they, Blank? yeah the, the falcons do like the fam family friendly pricing or whatever so like a, a soda is like actually like two bucks or something do you actually afford to bring a child to a game and like have an experience there that's a good quite that's a good point toilet anything remember. that gets people in the door at falcons games i mean like their loyal <laughs> fan base of 15 people like they need to expand on that a little bit. And then you've got the, the Chick-fil-A, you know, for the bougie fans. I don't, it's, is the, is it still standing that we don't know if uh, the Chick-fil-A is actually open on Sundays for it's game not. day? It's not. It's not. It flips into like some other fake chicken restaurant or something like oh, that. that that's brand. definitely, that's, de that's definitely not the Chick-fil-A fryers and the Chick-fil-A recipe. Yeah. <laughs> atheism chicken. <laughs> atheism chicken. Reddit <laughs> atheism chicken restaurant. <laughs> uh, all right, boys. Welcome to a Midworst podcast where we hail Satan. My name's Toilet. <laughs> My name's Luke. And I'm Zach. Uh, all right, guys. Luke, how was your trip? Can we start there? You look super tan. You definitely don't look milky Midwestern at all. <laughs> yeah, you can, really, glowing. You, can, you can really get that coming off of my uh, gamer lights in my uh, PC. I know that it looked really tan. Um, but the first thing that I'd like to do is issue an official Midwest podcast apology. A couple weeks ago, I... Um, took time and actually restarted the recording to scold Zach because he had a sunburn after his trip to Gulf Shores. Ooh. I would like to report that even though I put on high SPF sunscreen all over and did multiple reapplications, uh, I yes. got oh, scorched. Happened? Oh, let's see, let's no see. way. Belly report. It's on, um, it's on it's on his it's on his ass cheeks. He's thonging it. <laughs> yeah, I was thonging it. No, no. no. Looks, looks, uh, looks getting undressed for the podcast oh. listeners at home. Uh, his, head is, his head is stuck. <sighs> no. Oh man! Oh. So, like, right here, like right in the armpit. Yeah, you're like, pink. You yeah. are pink. Wait. Tough. 
um, and on like the top of my feet and ankles and stuff too. Oh, the top like, of the feet. Yeah, no. I know it's the worst. And I was using like SPF and reapplying, but it did not matter. It did not mm. matter in the slightest. I was can we change? There... Can we can we change the thumbnail to this episode of just you sitting there with your shirt off? No, absolutely <laughs> not. Um, but it's patchy too, so it was uh... doing something. I thought it was working, but. Um, I too fell victim to. Uh, did you use aerosol? No, I didn't. I used oh, cream okay. and I used, um, creamed. like, I, I creamed myself and I, <laughs> and I and I used a solid SPF and was like pretty diligent about reapplying it. Um, mm. But even after like the first couple hours, I knew I was like, I'm getting torched here, fam. <laughs> uh, that's too bad. Well, so what's the treatment regimen look like? Are you aloe? Are you? Uh... He's just gutting it out, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm seriously just gutting it out. Like, oh my god! Soft what are you gonna t-shirts. do? What are you gonna do? Like before you get on an airplane? Like, do you want to put a bunch of goop between like your skin <laughs> and a t-shirt? Yes. Oh yes. I want to smell like aloe. I want to like. I have the real plants at my house now, so I'm looking forward to my first sunburn so I can just break open the plant and just dump the, the <laughs> moist residue all over my but, body. Mind you, mind, you fam, mind you, podcast fam, Toilet has like one uh, aloe plant the size of maybe like a miniature football, and we're talking about a sunscreen on his body. He's going to need an aloe plant like the size of like an agave to get enough, to get enough aloe for one application. I love the smell of aloe. I'd be lathering every every hour on the hour if I were you. I mean, I, I think that like that raises some interesting questions as to like how that's going to be treated if you go through airport security with just like your entire body covered in a gel. I'm pretty sure the millimeter wave thing is probably going to flag that. Uh, like, excuse me, sir, what is this substance on you? Why are you all oiled up before getting on this flight? Why do you be appear to be covered in ectoplasm? Have, have you met a ghost recently? Uh, well, how was the trip? What did you guys do while you were down there? Um, other than going to the beach, I mean, there was there was a lot of hard seltzer going on. Ah, uh, yes. There was uh, Topo Chico hard seltzer. Ooh. Uh, we they we got a little Bud Light seltzer. Because mm-hmm. um, who wants to pay hotel prices for uh, liquor, folks? Like no. fifteen bucks with tip for like a vodka soda that would be warm no. by the time you got it to the beach. No, no, um, no. A lot of seafood dinners. Ooh. Um, South Beach is like one of the most insane places that I ever went, and going there, I like now understand like the resistance to mask wearing there because mm. like. I think like what people often compare it to is like a no shirt, no shoes, no service type uh, rule. And in Miami Beach, there you're allowed to go in anywhere without a shirt and without a shoes. Like, forget covering your face. People were barely covering their buttholes going into <laughs> restaurants. And yeah, you you were barely covering yours because you got super sunburned on your butt. Uh, and yours at home, Luke is Luke is spreading cheeks. I'm right pretty, now. I was perineum us. sunning at the Hilton. <laughs> it's a great uh, source of vitamin D. Yeah, it was. Where the sun don't shine. It made the flight home really uncomfortable, though. I had to sit on one of those hemorrhoid donuts the entire way home. <laughs> Uh, speaking on uncomfortable return, I see another one of your segments here says the first meal back from vacation. I assume that was an unpleasant experience after eating fresh seafood, fresh marlin 
cut off the Gulf Coast. <laughs> oh, um, that one's just for us. Um, no, so Zach and I were talking about this earlier because I was like, I don't know, I feel like I was complaining because my schedule today has just been like shitty um, just in terms of like having to go back to work. But um, one of the things that I had to do before the podcast today was go to the grocery store because there wasn't any food in my house. And is there a worse feeling than going out to eat for the dinner when you return home from a vacation? Like, do you feel worse than in that moment? Like going out to a restaurant or like going out to shop? Uh, No, like you're coming home, you get off a flight, like you're getting home, you know, kind of at night. You're definitely not going to the grocery store. There's no motivation to do that. So you like grab dinner somewhere, usually a quick dinner, possibly fast food. You've been doing nothing but eating out for the past however long you've been on vacation. That is a terrible feeling. Um, I've been packing some pretty sad lunches, so I don't want to story top you, but for example, earlier this week, I had a pretty dry chicken breast and I just had like whole stalks of celery and I dumped them into a jar of dressing that I had at work. Oh my God. And that was my lunch. So I have pretty sad lunches at school. No, we're just talking about the idea of like coming back home from vacation and like Luke said, you've been eating out a lot, like you're eating a lot of fried foods, drinking a lot, and then you come home and you're all ready to get back into the normal routine, and then you say, oh shit, we don't have anything in the fridge. Well, oh, I guess I better go eat some fast food or something. And like that meal makes me feel so much fatter than any other meal. It doesn't matter what I ate the entire weekend leading up to leading up to this. If I have to have fast food like the night after we get back from being out of town, it's like the calories are tripled in consumption. Yeah, okay. I guess I do support that because um, unfortunately, even though I am the number one uh, Taco Bell consumer in uh, Cook County, unfortunately, my body is catching up with me and I don't think I can tolerate the pain that I go through every time I try to, you know, down a couple cheesy gordita crunches. So Yeah, but um, like – Put a bunch of those cheesy gordita crunches on top of like, oh, I don't know, like coming back from a bachelor party in Austin or something. Oh. Yeah. And you're like, okay, here I, I ate like shit, drank like shit, didn't get any sleep, and now I'm going to come back and eat Taco Bell because I don't have a dry chicken breast and some, <laughs> and some celery Some, some celery dunkers. Yeah, I, I guess I think that often I'm like, oh, I want like fast food, but I don't want it to be like terrible. Is that like a hole in the market right now where it's like, I don't want like, um, I don't know. I, I just want like a, like a hearty, healthy salad, like a, like handed me through a window and I don't have to wait or like order, itemize every single piece of the salad or as a part of it or whatever. I want like, like a pokey bowl, like a pretty lazy bowl of like fish and some rice and some vegetables like thrown uh, together. Like that'd be that'd be that'd be a good one. You could do a poke bowl and definitely not feel like you're eating such shitty food. Yeah, but it's still like pretty substantial with the rice. You feel full after you eat it. Um, maybe there's a little. Maybe the boys get richer. Maybe Q and Nan, we could start some like nice. Um, I don't, don't roll your eyes. Do not roll them back, Zach. Roll them right back where they were. This is a good idea. Yes, it is. Indian food on I like the go. Q and Nan. Q and Nan. Uh, little barbecue bowls for the boys. We got some, you know, like a hearty, a hearty chicken dish and some kind of rice. 
Uh, you're not feeling like absolute trash afterwards. Some steamed veggies in there, whatever. Yeah, uh, I think what I think the like crux of the issue is that even if you're going out to eat on vacation, even if you're going to nice restaurants, you're not really eating a lot of fruits and vegetables. You're not waking up and having like a banana and a bowl of oatmeal for breakfast. You're going out, you're getting a breakfast sandwich with a Bloody Mary. Like you're ordering a steak with mashed potatoes on the side, but you're not really like getting the fiber that your body is needing. You're, and, yeah, you're ordering a Cuban in the morning. You're ordering a Cuban in the afternoon. <laughs> you're ordering a Cuban for dinner. I actually and didn't have it a, down with a late night Cuban. I didn't have a Cuban sandwich until we were waiting at the gate at the airport. Oh, go. To go, what? To go no. home. That's a mistake. That's no, on you. Most of the time, we just ended up like going to nicer places where like you wouldn't go wow. there and order the Cuban. Yeah. Double that drag. was like part of the point. <laughs> that was part of why we went to Miami to not order Cubans. Wow. Yeah. Couldn't, I know. couldn't be me. Yeah, Would not be me. be me. Um, Zach, you have on here specific to the grocery shopping situation after vacation. I'm wondering if that was a part of uh, your most recent experience after your most recent trip you guys just went on. Yeah, it, it kind of do- it dovetails off of what Luke was talking about, but the grocery shopping after the vacation is arguably one of the worst trips that you have to drag yourself to. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just there. I, yeah. I know what you mean, dude. Okay, uh, but- You have to buy everything, and it's always really heavy to carry everything back home to take about- out the car. I don't want to be super contrarian here, but I feel like going back to Luke's like the, the first meal or the last meal before you go on vacation is sometimes the worst because you're like, all right, we got like three broccoli crowns and I've got like two <laughs> Polish sausages rolling around the fridge. I guess that's what I'm having for dinner. Like just like a weird combination of foods. I, I have a really dry chicken breast and some celery stalks and yeah. some chunky blue cheese. Yeah, Ooh, I, I have this plant-based sausage that I got when I was like trying to eat vegetarian for a week, but it's just like still here, even though we've had sausage at least four times exactly. then and now. Uh, and like the oldest vegetable possible, like ooh, a whole head of cauliflower. What, what are we possibly going to do with this? Mm, mm, some roast cabbage. Okay, I guess I have now. I have a follow-up to Zach's. Like, what this grocery shopping trip that or. Yeah. Are you going by yourself? Do you typically grocery shop by yourself or do you and your wife usually do them together? Uh, we, we usually grocery shop separately. It's usually whoever has the time to go. Okay. So I think the real solution here is that we were talking off air before we got on here is to go with your partner, especially the times you know it's really going to suck because you know there's going to be like a lot to carry and you kind of need both brains there to like – fully get everything that you need and i mean i always forget like one or two things that i need every time i go to the grocery store but if both of you go together i feel like you can eliminate some of those problems yeah that's when i tell her to go to the grocery store and then i'll just watch the dogs i'll take the dogs out (laughs) yes got her got Got her yeah why don't you do that and i'll do this other chore and they're both definitely the same amount of work the percussive noise of a beer of a beer cap (laughs) while the dogs are running around outside well, I've been going with uh, toilet shopping lately because she is the coupon queen and it has been helpful because she'll oftentimes think of things like, oh, aren't you going to your mom's this weekend? Don't you need? And I'm like, yes, toilet. Yes, I do need to do that. 
I do need to go buy. I do need to go buy a Luke a happy thirtieth birthday card and send it in the mail because I forgot to do it last week. For sure, you don't need to send me a birthday card, dude. It's all good. I'm gonna send you some an aloe plant. No, thank you. No, we even brought like a big thing of aloe, but it just feels bad. (laughs) I I hate the feeling. Just to go back on this, Luke, I hate the feeling of putting aloe on. It just reminds me of sunburns when I was like eight in Florida. The best is like you, whatever you were doing was hopefully fun, like a long bike ride or uh, a beach trip or volleyball or whatever. And then I'm just in my recliner. I'm covered in aloe. I've got the fan blowing on me uh, and I've got like the largest container I have in my house full of ice water. And I'm like watching TV or taking a nap. That's like ideal part of summer for me. Oh, my God. So you like that like sticky feel of it, like when it starts to sort of wear off. Well, that's when, when like, you, just, you reapply. Oh, so I guess we have like an endless supply or an endless uh, parade of aloe. Toilet yeah. is slip and sliding on aloe <laughs> yeah. all yeah. summer long. Yeah, June and July, <laughs> August. I'm just an entirely moist so, boy. I'm gonna, bu- I'm gonna buy you. I'm gonna buy you that that 55 gallon <laughs> drum drum of personal <laughs> lubricant. Yeah, like but, the but trash, it's aloe. but it's yeah. aloe instead. Yeah. yeah, I have two trash cans in my backyard. One's full of water. Yeah, One full of aloe, of aloe. <laughs> and I just go back and forth, rinse oh, off, reapply. It does. It does smell good. I mean, it, it would be a it'd be a quick it'd be a quick cure all to like having to do a shower. You know, like when you've been outside, like maybe day drinking a little bit, and you got to get ready for dinner, and you got to take that that mid afternoon shower, mm-hmm. but you're like kind of yeah. hot and warm. You don't want to take that. Just lather on some aloe. You just cover up the smell. Boom. A little, a little horse bath, but uh, instead of baby powder, you're throwing, slapping on some aloe. What is that? That's horse definitely bath. going. To, that's yeah, going to keep the undercarriage clean for the rest of the night. Yeah, <laughs> totally, dude. What is a horse bath? Can we return to that? Uh, yeah, horse bath is where you don't shower, and typically you'll put on deodorant, um, some kind of cologne or perfume. And then you're putting baby powder in some of the, uh, you know, parts of the body that may might get a little sweatier. That might need to stay dry for a night out on the town with perhaps uh, dinner and dancing. Can we call it like the the working woman's bath or something like that? A little bit more progressive? Excuse me, the valid sex worker's bath. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Jeez. That sounds like what I do before I get on a plane. Can we call that the pre-plane toilet routine? (laughs) It is the pre-plane toilet routine. Absolutely, dude. Uh, well, I brought up coupons, Zach. I want to hear your experience with mail coupons. Are you like full suburban dad mode with the uh, amount of coupons you're hauling? Yeah. Do in? you do you get do you get a bunch of coupons and like a bunch of uh, like shopping things like mailed to you? Are you I mean, talking about I... the envelope that's like four inches thick. That's <laughs> like there are seven hundred thousand dollars worth of savings in this envelope, and you're like. I never knew I could save this much money at West Elm and on like five different mattresses, but <laughs> here I am. Here I am. I buy seven snow shovels. I get an eighth for free. I mean, the value is there. Yeah, you guys know I love Menards. It's a self-sustaining economy at this point. I got my rebate yesterday. So what did I do today? I went to Menards and I spent another $100 on crap. So you know, another rebate in the pocket, another re- rebate in the mail. We just keep it uh, going. Boy. Don't they have an instant rebate center at Menards, though? Uh, no, you got to mail it to like very rural Wisconsin, and then there's like a like three month turnaround. 
toilet. I, I did I did that on uh, some uh, dog medication, and I was like, mm. I am fucking dog painkillers. Dog, I'm mailing this rebate in because I am going to get my like thirty two dollars back from you guys. Yep. Yeah, you are. So what'd you get in the mail? Uh, I got some uh, Culver's coupons. So I went to Culver's tonight and got uh, two double butter burgers for six dollars. Wow. The, the savings are piling up already. Yeah. Seriously. I mean it went from the bill went from about twenty two bucks to fifteen bucks. Did you go drive through or did you dine in? Drive through. And what did you did you prep the uh the employee like, hey bud, this is what I want, but <laughs> hey, I have coupons. Hey buddy. I've got hey, coupons. Guy. So be ready for that. When I whip that out, when I drive around the window, just be ready for it. I, I did. I presented the coupon to him before I gave him the credit card saying, uh, excuse me, sir. Like, could you please apply this to my meal? Yeah, I'd like to and, see confirmation of the, the digital well, receipt. He did. He did. Mm-hmm, but then, mm-hmm. like, he didn't actually give me the price, the updated ah. price. Ah. So I, I just have to I just have to get. I just hey, excuse to, me. Excuse me. Did that <laughs> count? Did, did that did that did, did that go through? Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Chewy Costanza. Because if it didn't, if it didn't go through, I don't even want them. I'm just gonna leave right now. Yeah. Yeah. You can just keep them. You can keep it all. Uh, we did. We did bring the dogs with us, though. So, so Huck had one of his first car rides today. Do you have his first Butterburger today? Did you feed your dog <laughs> the Butterburger, which I presume is for what the medication is for dog diarrhea <laughs> are, are we starting to connect the dots here oh there you go yeah dude culver's <laughs> sucks you guys know i feel that way you don't like culver's no overrated so bad five guys infinitely rated, but... better oh infinitely. well excuse me mr Moneybags, going to five guys i'm the not culver's... seeing any five guys coupons coming in the mail yes yeah, yeah definitely not but i miss the peanuts on the floor that's kind of the best part about uh, five guys is the uh, uh, bags of okay. bags of potatoes just, on the ground. You, you should just, as an alpha move, just start bringing peanuts everywhere you go and start cracking the shells and leaving them on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I've been trained to do my whole life, so I yeah, don't know what the problem is. Helps yeah. keep weakling kids away from me. I'm just cracking peanuts all over the place. I'm just trying yeah. to help the church floor stay dry. Okay. <laughs> Have you guys ever tried to walk around here when it's slippery? You could thank me for my peanut shells. I don't think so. If you if, if you would allow me to uh, both sides of this a little bit, sure. um, I, I think that one of the uh, biggest upsides of Culver's is that you can order cheese curds as a side. That, that is yes, yes. That, that's an absolutely incredible side that they just have on deck all the time, and the big one is big. It's substantial. Feeds two people pretty well. Um, okay. I have two responses. First, first response. Marinara as a dipping sauce can just fuck off. With mozzarella sticks? With cheese curds. Okay. You mean mean mozzarella nuggets? So here's the thing. Mozzarella sticks are different from cheese curds because the ratio is different. The ratio in a mozzarella stick is there's more cheese. That's why marinara makes more sense. And there's more breading. And, so, well, so there's I, more places for the marinara to like hook onto. Hook onto, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in a cheese curd situation, I just want some ranch. You know, I could even raw dog it, yes. but I'd rather have some ranch. Ra- ranches, I will give that to you, toilet ranches in elite. In elite uh, dipping sauce for yeah. cheese curds. Yes, with I, mozzarella sticks, definitely I, see the marinara argument. Was, but that was okay. always that was always my drunk uh, my my late night food at uh, at school. 
cheese mm. curds. Yeah. Well, here's the follow up. You probably had infinitely better cheese curds going to school in Milwaukee than the Culver's drive-thru cheese curd. I understand it's a drive-thru cheese curd. It's not going to be the best cheese curd it's, you've it's ever had. It's the best mass-produced cheese curd you can get. There you go, mass-produced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because like good cheese curds, like deep-fried real cheese curds, are some of the best like fried cheese. It doesn't really get much better than that. Yeah. Um, and lots I, I of places some... fuck them up too. Lots and of places like saying. put cheese curds on the menu and where they have no business being there. Exactly. They should just be serving mozzarella sticks. Yes, because people want to order cheese curds when they see that in this area. They want, they see it, and they want it automatically. It's like a, I, like calamari. Like boom, I'm ordering it every time I see it. Oh God, I'm gonna I'm gonna let that one slide. But I was gonna say that <laughs> I had some buffalo cheese curds at Sand Valley Golf Resort, like four or five years ago that I'm still dreaming about. <laughs> like I still think about how great they were. Authentic cheese curds. Yes. Um, yeah. I don't really, I'm not really a custard guy. So I think that also weighs into my opinion, but I just think there's many other better drive through burgers. Okay. Yes. So with five guys, I think that probably one of the best things that you can do there is that you can order a one as the condiment yes. on your burger, which is yes. an absolutely delightful thing to do. Is that, is that good on burgers? Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, that's the way my uncle used to do it. He used to mince onion and then do like some kind of McCormick seasoning, like a steak seasoning or something. And then he would make it with A1 like in the like actual patty. And it's phenomenal. Like you don't even need to put anything on is, top of it. Is, because it's is so this good. Paul Mall Greg? This is Paul. No, not Paul Mall Greg. This is Big Rip's Uncle Paul. Oh, uh, bit, Uncle re- Paul. Rest in peace to Uncle Paul. Who could have possibly foreseen this one mixing A1 with Montreal steak seasoning and uh, red meat as like the signature dish? But God damn, did he Dude, seriously, large. he would make it on like the like the three cent crappy, like flimsy uh, hamburger bun. And I wouldn't even put anything on it. I would just eat it like that. And it was phenomenal. Dude, we need to get that recipe. That, to... I'm, I'm still working on it. I have not. I have not mastered it yet. We we need to get that recipe from Uncle Paul because like uh, that sounds like something that I would be very interested in. I love A1 on burgers. Yes. I mean, it's totally basically agree. just like ketchup and Worcestershire sauce that's mixed together in like a certain ratio. That's what it is, but yeah, like it, that works. It doesn't belong on steak at all. No, like, definitely it, not. It, it just sh- there it should be repurposed and like rebranded as like this is the hot like this is better ketchup like it's a more <laughs> ideal tangy zesty sauce speaking of are you guys fans of house ketchup when you see it at restaurants what's that it's just a it's a variation on uh, it's a variation on ketchup that some restaurant will put together i think like, anytime i see it I, my eyes go right to it i'm like i want the house ketchup like is it essentially like ketchup plus another mystery ingredient that sure, makes it might ketchup be spi- like... might be spicy, might be a little sweeter, like, house made ketchup, like... and not Heinz, like yeah. a ketchup that okay. they make in the kitchen. Yeah, I would say that my ideal ketchup is any kind of ketchup plus a little bit of sriracha or something that adds like a yeah. pepper flavor to it that gives it a little bit of a kick. That's my yeah. ideal ketchup. Okay. Because I think regular ketchup is just too sweet. I don't really like. Yeah, it's like oh, yeah. you. It's like Evan. It's like the difference between European ketchup and American ketchup. It's like American ketchup has a shit ton of sugar in it compared to European ketchup. So like when you have French fries, they just taste a little well, more. That's earthy. why they don't put ketchup on French fries or anything. That's why they use mayonnaise because like, half the reason why like 
dipping french fries in ketchup works so well is because of the consistency of the ketchup hooking onto the fry. Ooh, and, brain blast. And another thing that they do that they also do at Five Guys, malt vinegar. Oh, yeah. Oh, for, that's the, awesome. for the fries. That's, elite. that's an elite side for fries, in my opinion. Here's a question for an uneducated white male. Uh, how, what differentiates mayo from Japanese mayo? And why is Japanese mayo more desirable to me? Oh, shit. I just watched a video where somebody made it. The cows, uh, the cows are mas- massaged like Kobe. Uh, <laughs> that's how you get Japanese mayo. Yeah, the, the, everybody knows that there's any ingredient in mayonnaise that oh. comes from a cow. Turns out one really simple Google search will answer my question. In Japan, mayonnaise is made only with the yolks as opposed to American mayonnaise, which uses the whole egg. The egg yolks are what gives QP mayonnaise its deeper yellow color, and it's fuller and more custard-like texture. A bottle of QP mayo on Amazon is 33 bucks. Wait, really? I mean, at that at that point, you should make it at home because, like, making mayonnaise isn't really that difficult. Ah. Like the excuse me, we call it aioli in the fancy world. (laughs) No, aioli uses olive oil. That's that's the difference. QP mayonnaise Um, doesn't use olive oil. I wonder if uh, Europe uses QP mayonnaise because it is just far superior to American mayonnaise. No, Europe uses like mayonnaise mayonnaise like real mayonnaise it's gonna look like whole egg it's based on like yeah it's french mayonnaise i (laughs) I don't like your nationalist bias by saying real mayonnaise because in my opinion qp mayonnaise is i mean they both have their place in the world but qp mayonnaise is a significantly better standalone flavor yeah sorry maybe that's just my american bias talking but i'm talking about real mayonnaise versus like like hellman's versus miracle whip like Uh, okay yeah, Miracle Whip, which like isn't mayonnaise, is like a mayo like dressing. Okay, like, got it. To be used in the place of mayonnaise. Okay, fair, fair. Um, cool. You guys want to hear one of my topics this week? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, go for right. it. we were fired up this week. We're ready for it. I am so fired up. Which one do you guys want to hear first? Bully Whatever, for hire. Which one, whichever one you want to start with. Um. Okay. I think I need your help more. I think I really need your help with both of these. Okay, we'll go dress code scale first. <laughs> so, okay. Um, Toilette is having if an If you're event. on the scale, you should be nude. Boom. Um, that would be <laughs> birthday suit. That's one end of the spectrum. Um, she has a uh, event. There's a uh, event at work, basically. And I'm like, oh, what is like the dress code? What are we going for here? And she said, oh, well, it's somewhere between casual and business casual. And, <laughs> or no, wait, sorry. She said uh, somewhere between um, business and business casual. And I was like... What oh. on earth are you talking about? <laughs> so I think we need to have a definitive man's uh, where we can. We're not even going to touch women's spectrum of outfits because it's like that's its own podcast series and it's this own, is but... three men decide what women should wear to multiple occasions. <laughs> Welcome to the Ben Shapiro show where we talk about what women <laughs> should wear. Um, so if you direct your attention to the Google Sheets, um, I think that the 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 top of the chart would be the black tie Mr. Peanut formal wear. Would you agree that's uh, the fancy we can go? Yes, white tie. White tie, white Wait, tie with tail. White tie with tails is like... Uh, What's, like, like wedding attire? No, white tie, meaning you have to wear a white, 
a white bow tie. You're basically dressed like a uh, like a um, like a symphony conductor. Like okay. that is the most formal thing that you can wear. Yeah, I think like it something goes... that would look so like fancy it would be out of place at a wedding. And hmm. you might and you might wear like you might wear um, a tuxedo mm-hmm. with tails. Okay. In that situation, but yeah, I think it definitely starts white tie, then black tie. Okay, so hold on. White tie is like, wh- when would I ever wear this in my life? Or is it possible you, you some you would wear it, You would wear it if you're like, if you were invited to like the Kennedy Center by like the president or something. Okay. Even then, I think that Even you would wear you a dinner jacket. It. I, if okay. you were, if you were invited to like the wedding of like the royal family or something, you probably wear a white tie. Okay. Seriously, like that's the only occasion I, where like, you would wear it. Hand up, hand up. Have you guys ever been invited to a black tie formal wedding? Uh, uh I don't think that's so. that's only been I have, but it was only black, really black tie for the wedding party. Okay. Like they're not gonna make everybody get a tuxedo because who the fuck owns a tuxedo other than my stepfather? Hi Jim. Hi Jim. I who owns probably a few. No, he so, just owns one. So when you hear black tie, you think automatically that includes a tuxedo as well. Yeah, that's a tuxedo. Yeah, that'd okay, be a tuxedo. So that would be like you're going to some kind of like swanky ass party, or you know you're in some high profile wedding or something like that. That or like I don't know, maybe if you got invited to like a like a gala at like the shed aquarium or something like okay. that with like a lot of rich people might be got black it. tie. Okay. So is our next tier we have got white tie, black tie. Is it formal wear? Yeah. I think it's formal wear. Okay. Ooh, but we, do we have to break it apart to like dinner formal? Um cocktail no, no, formal. Like like let's be let's be like cognizant of the time in which we live and like the dress code because we we've started with like one that virtually doesn't <laughs> exist for yeah, people like, like us. Like yeah. the next tier down is like wear a suit. And in <laughs> fact, in most cases you'd probably be able to get like get away with like wearing a sport coat and like pants. Okay, well I guess oh, I'm great you're wearing pants. Like you're going to boy. <laughs> Formal wear is like you're going to a wedding for like someone in your family. Like it's not like a one of your buddies from college that you're just kind of at the wedding. Like yeah, this is like yeah. a wedding where you have to like look pretty good because you're gonna be in a ton of pictures. Um, or a wedding for one of your college buddies, but you're trying to get laid there, so you're, dre- <laughs> you're dressing up a little bit. You're, okay. you're scoping out the sitch. Okay, well I guess my next layer here is like, uh, like derby days like day at the racetrack like is that our next tier like you're going fancy but you're also looking pretty fresh uh is that mm. oh uh, i have a i have a i have one that that is that is that is that luke is that cocktail no that that tier does not exist for men i don't think um, i think yeah i think that's for women right i, I think okay. it's, i'm thinking about the men. same thing like You'd wear like a cocktail dress to the track because you're gonna be hot. It's gambling. You're you're running around all day. Like I'm thinking like a a fun color chino and like a fun color blazer. I'm looking yeah, cute all yeah, day. It is. Co- yeah, I that's I think that's somewhere between business and business casual. Okay, well, okay, so now I've called this the fresh, fancy and fresh. Did I skip <laughs> the fancy, the fancy and fresh tier? Did I skip business? Should that be under formal wear suit? Yeah, I, think, I, yeah, I, I guess it should. Okay, hey, um, Luke, have you ever heard of business smart? Uh, no, I think that's fancy and fresh. 
Business, business smart. <laughs> business cash. This is so stupid. We've got a whole different category over here for business. A uh, smart, smart business attire consists of dress jacket, dress shirt, belt tie, and a dress pant. What's hilarious is that all of the ones that would like fall under business, like I don't think I've ever worn in my seven years working in business. <laughs> um, yeah, like I think, I think that that is kind of outdated. So like, business to me is a step below formal wear. Like when I think of formal wear, formal wear suit, I'm thinking like the Van Heusen crappy tie situation. But then I think business. I think a guy in like a power suit or a woman in a power suit, like a, like a, yeah. like a navy, but like bold stripes. You got like one piece of flair or something to draw attention to yourself. Big, big yellow tie with a triple Windsor knot or some shit to like make yourself look. Yeah, powerful. like the Merrill, like the Merrill Hodge ties. Yes. Um, I yeah. I think I, I think I go formal wear and oh. then I go business. Okay. Guys, business guys, 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 guys. Wait, hold on. I think the most in, important context that we're missing here is that. Toilette is a physician's assistant, right, Toilette? Yes, yes. So when she says wear, like, between business and business casual, you should be wearing scrubs and a lab coat, dog. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah. You should dress like a scientist. No, that's seriously, like, she's like, oh, I'm, like, either, like, in surgery, seeing patients wearing scrubs in a lab coat, or I'm, like, basically in business casual, like, in clinic or whatever doing like desk work so she has like two different speeds she toggles between where i'm like pretty much operating the business casual space on a daily basis you're you're operating on the football coach casual yeah, <laughs> business casual to like incredibly casual so let's let's <laughs> review for all the listeners at I, home. look i really like <laughs> football coach casual <laughs> Competitive casual. At some point, we'll get there. H- history teacher casual. <laughs> um, we've got white tie, which we'll never touch. Black tie, which I will probably. <laughs> can, can, never touch. Luke, can you make your wedding? Can you make it white tie affair? <laughs> yes, but for everybody, that, like instead of a destination wedding, that's how I'm going to put limits on it. It's like white tie, or you're not getting in the door. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, grandma. Uh, we got formal wear, like wedding suit. We've got business, which is like a suit, but yeah. it's not like you're you don't have like a bro- like a brooch on or like a uh, yes, a, a brooch. Uh, what's it called? A boutonniere? No boutonniere. Exactly. Um, got, my favorites here so far. Luke, called Luke, fa- Luke, you don't wear boutonnieres to your power meetings. <laughs> no, I wear a corsage. <laughs> uh, fancy and fresh cocktail. Business smart as our next tier down. You know how, like, you know, some, like, business guys will wear just, like, a, especially, like, sales guys will wear, like, a watch with a huge face on it? That's why I show up with my power corsage. I'm like, bitch, check this out. Check this out. Fresh flowers. I've got, got my baby's wrist. breath on the daily. <laughs> um, okay. So, Twilight and I had a disagreement here. So, she said, after business casual is just casual. No, smart casual. Wait, which is smart casual? <laughs> what about what about high school football coach? Smart casual. casual is what I would wear to work Monday through Thursday. Which is like what? Um, usually a button down or a polo shirt, 
um, or a sweater, like nice clothing and then either like nice looking jeans or a pair of like nice looking trousers. Tucked but in. I could wear chinos. <laughs> not Trou- I, does... Trousers. Who are you, Pat Hughes? Talking about a the Cubs pair, uniforms? A pair of trousers. Um, uh, tucked in, not necessarily. Okay. All right. Just want to know. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's basically how I dress too. So yeah, smart casual. Because when I hear casual, I think anything from like basketball shorts and sliders to like <laughs> what I wear to coach football in, which is you know a couple steps above that. So basketball shorts feel, and sliders. Basketball shorts and sliders. I feel like there's like there's a lot of layers here. Casual after... means men can wear a t-shirt. Casual okay. means you can wear a t-shirt. So, like, I think the next tier below this is like golf attire. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's good. Yeah. Which is like I mean, any could, kind. You, yeah, you could argue that sometimes it dovetails with smart casual. Yeah. But you can't wear jeans. So. On ninety ninety percent of the golf courses on earth, people are not wearing smart casual. They are wearing closer to football coach casual. Yeah, that's why I nah, think the that's next... a, that's football coach dressed up for game day casual. Luke, okay, because he's got to have the Zach, chinos on. I, can't I know rock that you golf more pants. than me. I think you're really overestimating how people dress for the golf course in the year of our Lord 2021. No, I mean every everybody wears everybody wears the stretchy Lulu um, uh, chinos and then a golf polo. I see. A lot oh of yeah. That. Uh, okay. Here we go. This is this is a long, deep seated resentment Luke has towards golf polos. Because he would, he would, he would make, he'd make, you know, little snide remarks about wearing golf polos to work. I wore a golf polo to work today. Yeah. I'm going to wear a golf polo to work tomorrow because I'm going to work at the golf course. What up? I mean, I mean, in an office setting, it's a, it's a little bit different when you're oh. a teacher and you're wearing official merch. Official merch, dude. Um, I think golf attire kind of matches with competitive casual football coach. You got like the the smart polo on, but some nice chinos or some I actually, nice. I actually like competitive casual because as that, its own that, tier. Yeah, because that's what you wear like on like the day before a big game or something. Like yeah, you're still like, like on your Friday outfit. Exactly, like the Friday before maybe a big game or like you know if you're a college kid or something like that, and you got like the Wisconsin game on the weekend, you might wear like some some Marquette stuff on uh, Friday, and then you got to get in your competitive casual competitive casual gear i agree now the next tier here i want a tier (laughs) for like the guy at work who's like super checked out but he knows he's at work still so i need to know like what we would call this that this is casual this is no it's not so this is like greg no it is but it's a guy who goes to work he knows he's going to work so he's wearing like uh like there's teachers at school who wear like like khakis and then like a school affiliated t-shirt and then like uh, a hoodie or like yeah, a zip that, up that's casual like yeah but when, it's when, not when though. offices There's... say that they have casual dress that's what they mean i know what you're trying to say i know that like you're talking about like below like casual is the lowest the lowest i think is uh nudity. beach attire or beach. total nudity um but there's like casual and then there's like what what the kids are allowed to wear because like you know what i mean um i i don't know i still i don't know zach can you weigh in here like i think there's a tier if you look at the sheet 
there's a tier above casual where it's like person who's like barely keeping it together okay, okay. you're not the, the one here is like casual but you're not allowed to wear shorts Casual shorts, casual no shorts. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, how about how about this one? How about this one to add a, a confusing wrinkle to this one? This one's casual smart, but we also but smart casual is its own category. What about like public casual like, and this home could be, casual? This could be dumb casual. Dumb casual. <laughs> Walmart casual. <laughs> Walmart casual. <laughs> No, we're, we're, this is more like Target casual, okay? <laughs> All right, how about public casual? Like, I know I'm going into public. Like, even yeah, though I, I, I get it. It makes sense to me. I get, I get it. Like, I will go to Menards, like, covered in sweat and grime and, like, toilet water because I'm, like, working on my, my bathroom or something. But, like, generally, I have, like, a public casual bar that I, like, will not go below. Public casual, and then we have Walmart casual. Yes. Or dumb casual. Dumb ca- I like dumb casual. Okay. <laughs> and then below that is beach slash darty. Yeah. Basketball jersey casual. Yeah. <laughs> the Andrews Iron- Yeah, the ironic basketball jersey casual. And then straight up nudity. Perfect. And did we do it? Yeah, we, we figured Just, it out. The, the boys have solved the male dress code. <laughs> oh man, what's your favorite tier, guys? What do you what do you wear the most? Um I mean this year Smart it's been casual. a lot of dumb casual. Yeah, it's been a lot of dumb casual. <laughs> I feel like I'm a lot of competitive casual, like a lot of coordinated outfits, but I'm still wearing shorts. I wear I wear I well I used to I during uh, during our tax seasons I wear a lot of golf attire just because I can wash my golf polos and I don't have to go to the uh, don't have to go to the cleaners. Love it. I, I do a lot of smart casual um, under normal circumstances, but recently been hanging out more in the public casual dumb casual sphere. <laughs> I feel like we can post this to. Uh to uh pinterest and get a lot of clicks oh yeah absolutely dude i do like <laughs> fa- fancy and fresh fancy and fresh is a great one it sounds I, like cat food i have a i have a i have a wedding in south carolina in a couple of weeks and i can't wait to bust out my seersucker suit dude that's fancy and fresh cocktail i wear it like twice a year i love it what color seersucker light blue light blue winner winner and then i go around saying i say i say uh should we take a quick break or should we try and power through the next few topics we have here let's let's power through we're we're on a roll we're getting close let's do yours okay guys um i got an idea the idea is called bully for hire um the premise is you've got a bully at your school (laughs) and (laughs) you cut him a deal you say hey bud um things aren't really working out for you well here at school how about we um bus you out for your least favorite class here so you stop antagonizing and picking on this one kid and we hire you out to other schools and other districts and you have on have have you pick on the kids at other schools that need to be brought down a few pegs okay here we go yes this is definitely not problematic this i i love this idea um future police officers of america yes exactly (laughs) so the kid gets to miss their least favorite class like maybe they have a teacher they just butt heads with you know every day because math we could just say math 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 or english math or science yeah 
Um, and so they get that out of it. The teachers get something out of it because they don't really have to deal with that kid. Um, the parents don't know. So that's my caveat is we just don't tell the parents <laughs> that this is going on. And yes. it's just like on the yes. kid's honor system to be like, dude, you're getting a nice deal here. Just don't tell your parents. We're going to give you like you just get a, a handshake deal. You get a C plus in that class and you just don't yeah. have to do anything for and, it. And, and the school opens up a bank account for the kid and deposits all the, the, the money in there and he gets it upon completion of high school. I like no, this No, they idea. get credits in the cafeteria. Like, yeah, you don't <laughs> exactly. even worry about lunch tech. Yeah, you get Bosco sticks or whatever, but you just like get sent to another school. They bus you over there and then a teacher briefs you like, hey, here's this kid. His name's Johnny Bananas. He's like really been picking on like the special ed kids. Like we need you to just go over there and kind of tussle him up a little bit like cut him down a few pecs he's really self-conscious about the number of youtube subscribers he has <laughs> and if you can work in the fact that he has a speech impediment like that would really really uh get things moving really quickly so 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 we're basically like doing thunderdome to find the alpha bully in like the greater metropolitan area yeah, it's like um, it's like a like a Big Brother program, but they're just me. <laughs> um, and you know, everyone gets something out of it because, like, I think that like you kind of like look around your school and you're like, oh man, I'm the alpha here. Like, I can just kind of do whatever I want. And like, unless there's like a real old school bully who can kind of just like knock people back into their place. I'm not saying like always has to be physical. Like, it could be psychological. You know, you could kind of just like help even out the playing field here. And you know, make sure everyone's on even footing. So, oh. is the bully is the bully going to the other schools and picking on the kids at the other schools, or is he yes. just getting shipped out of the classroom for the like, like for for the for the hour? He's getting shipped to other schools because he's kind of picked on everyone at his own school already, and um, you know, he's causing yeah, problems he's, in class or whatever. And he's burning through the same source material. We get yeah. it. Exactly. Yeah, you've got, you know, you kind of just get stuck in a rut by 7th, 8th grade. You've been picking on the same kids for six years. Okay. Like. Uh, so, toilet, so you, yeah. toilet. I've, I've got an idea here. Hear me out because I feel like I, I'm going to simplify this idea a lot. Okay. What What if you just go to, like, the person in, like, like you bring in a high school freshman mm. just to do it for, like, the entire district? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Get okay. them ready for high school. And then well, like and then it like going all the way up in through high school, then you bring a community college freshman to come mm-hmm. in and like bully the high school kids. Okay. And then and then, and then you bring in a a four year university college freshman to bully <laughs> the uh community college freshman. And then you get people from the previous generations to, you know, get to leaderships of yeah. positions And then of you power get a prison guard. Look, it's, that's a, that sounds like you can make a really good movie. Like, you know, maybe like when summer's about to start and you get the incoming seniors, you know, kind of driving around town. Okay. And picking, on, okay. <laughs> picking on the new incoming freshmen. That was oh, such an insane concept for a movie. Like, could you imagine if there were like kids like driving around town just like finding people and paddling them and being like yeah man that's what happens tight i don't know what movie you're referencing we're talking about uh what's it called dazed and confused oh got it um yeah that is basically the system i'm talking about here basically you know you get to this time of year you know, and it's just the same old story over and over again. And we need something to kind of break up the monotony. So I thought kind of having a bully for hire, someone kind of going a rogue agent, 
Someone um, to remind them that there's always going to be a bigger fish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got, I got, it's good. It's it's uh, it's uh, mentoring. It's a mentorship program. Yeah, that's yeah. the risk that you run. Like, what if the bullies become friends and form a super bully, <laughs> super bully league? league. <laughs> All right, guys, we didn't think this part through. <laughs> The, the, the one thing are that now we could say was powerful. <laughs> we we had, we thought we had like every possible instance covered when we came up with this idea. <laughs> uh, um. Okay, boys. I really want to hear about Fleetwood Mac. Can we go there next? Okay, sure. Um. So what, what's unfortunate about this story is that I don't have like a really satisfying conclusion to it. Um, because I had to uh, leave this person, but I feel like I did a really good public service this week. Um, so while I was in Miami, um, we weren't staying close to South Beach, but that's where things were happening. That's where we were having dinner a couple of the nights that we had planned. Uh, so we were taking a lot of Ubers and Lyfts, probably for the first time in like a year. We took like two Ubers a day. Um, that was part of the reason why I sent to the group chat, like the days of summoning a cab for $8 from your phone, it coming in 10 minutes and you just getting to go where you go are done because Ubers are hella expensive right now, probably up to the cost that they probably always should have been in the first place. Um, and they like take forever to get there also because like you're in an insane party and bar district. Um, so suffice it to say, we're taking a lot of Ubers, reconnecting with the uh, lost joy of the COVID-19 pandemic, which is like getting drunk and having a friendly conversation with your Uber driver, getting to know a person in a different city, having a conversation about, you know, whatever, the crazy people you meet along the way or something like that. Um, and uh, we get this Uber driver. His name is Arturo. Um, and, you know, he's just like all the way you know in our 20 minutes like jamming out to like nora jones style female vocal pop and he's like talking to us along the way and he's this cuban guy and he's like you know when i picked you up i i knew i had to pick you up because i i love your name i love your name lucas and i have a song to play just for you and i thought like oh dope this guy's gonna turn me on to like some cuban jazz tip or something like that but he turns it on and it's just this like female vocal pop about the guy named Lucas and their like love journey together. Just like, you know, like a like a pretty milk toast bland like female pop thing. And I'm like, dude, if you like music like this, I know the best band that has ever existed that kind of sounds like this, but I think you're gonna love it. Have you ever heard of Fleetwood Mac? And he's like Fleetwood Mac. I've never heard of Fleetwood Mac. Oh, oh how old was he? He was probably in his forties. What? Yeah, but you know, growing up in a culture and space um, very unlike ours, where they didn't have parents who were you know young people in the late nineteen seventy, young white people in the late nineteen seventies who probably listened to a lot of Fleetwood Mac in their time. Um, so I, I put him on the tip and I he was like, here, put put it into my iPad and YouTube. And I was like, here you go, man. And this was just as I was exiting the car. So I didn't get to get his reaction to it. 
but I want to go back to Miami and like find him and get his like take on Fleetwood Mac, and I hope that I changed his life. Put Return it in the review. Are via con Dios. Put it in the review. Hey, five stars. Also, listen to the pod. Uh, give us five, five stars. Five stars. In return. Listen to the pod. And then also <laughs> come on the pod and tell us what you thought of Fleetwood Mac. Perfect. Um, that I thought about that today because I heard someone like, "Oh, I'm watching The Office for the first time," and I'm like, "Wow, how cool would it be to be able to relive a show like that? If you had like a a show you could rewatch for the first time, all like erase your memory and kind of go back through it, or like a band you could kind of rediscover, or a movie you could rewatch. Like, do you have a like Ooh, one that comes a, to mind immediately? That's a very interesting question. I, I, I it's so difficult for me because the two shows that really did it for me had such unsatisfying endings game of thrones and breaking bad breaking bad is a good one that did have a satisfying ending i was gonna say i was gonna say dexter uh uh i i made it through season one of dexter i liked it dude season four rules yeah those first four seasons were great, and they could have ended it there. They really dude, could have just Dexter, ended Dexter's it coming after back, the though. season four. That would have been awesome. Well, it sounds like you went to Miami for other reasons, Luke. Ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh. Mm. ooh. Yes. Haven't to, seen to, haven't to seen any pictures. People. Haven't seen any pictures of Maddie since you guys got back. <laughs> I haven't yeah. seen any pictures in general. We got gypped. You got to be on IG, bro. The IG stories. Oh, damn. Yeah, I, I post them to Instagram. I, I'm not posting them to, uh, I don't know. No selfies chat. in the group chat? <laughs> When's the last time the boys just send each other some selfies? That's true. We, we got to be lifting each other up and sending some more selfies to each other. I'm going to do one right now. We'll yeah, see if we well, get I, any I, engagement. I sent, a, I sent a selfie of Luke and I took a <laughs> selfie of him and I sent just it to the saw group. That. <laughs> wait zach can i ask you a question as long as we're on the topic of instagram stories yes why do you tag your wife in every instagram story you post are you afraid that like she's gonna miss it no, no i i tag i tag her in it so that she can uh repost because if you uh, tag uh, someone else in it you could just click repost and a lot of it dude it's shared pictures of dogs no i know i just always find it funny like when you're like going on a hike or something or you're walking your dog and it's just like four frames in a row good this is gonna be a great one toilet um four (laughs) frames in a row of uh you just tagging your wife but you're also with your wife too so it's just like a picture of her i don't know i always just found that kind of endearing and funny it's uh no 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 the the whole purpose is the, the the ability to be able to repost and often, like, when you're carrying two dogs, you're like, somebody, like, oh, you have your phone available? Okay, you take the pictures. Okay, incoming. Hold on. Done. Selfie sent. We need to normalize men appreciating each other, being who they are, knowing that they're loved. We need, oh, we need to start doing more car rants as a group. We need to start doing way more car rants. What's like, that? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get you know like the style of video where it's just like somebody driving in their car and apparently listening to the radio isn't good enough for them, so they decide to produce their own talk radio by just like 
talking into Instagram Live or something. That's yes. the type of stuff that we need to start yes. doing. That, that, this is not that, apparently. Here's, here's, I mean, this my, is exactly here's that. my 12-step plan to solve the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Zach, I noticed you liked my post but haven't sent a selfie back yet. So... I'm, I'm too busy. I'm busy podcasting. Should okay. we do? Should we do a little? Uh, you guys want to do a live Ugh. Celtics Wizards update? God damn it! I, how the, the fuck Wizards did they get to the eight Celtics seed? 52. How did they Half get? Time. How did they get to the eight seed? Uh, I they basically their last like 24 games went like seven. What 17 and seven or something? Yeah, they were playing mm. like their hair was on fire. That was like the Russell Westbrook is going to do the triple double thing, and Bradley Beal was still doing like the I'm going to score 50 points thing. Okay, so let's clarify: the winner of this game is in the playoffs, correct? Correct. And then so if, if, if the Wiz lose, then they would have a chance to win the next game and get into the playoffs. Okay, because the other team, whoever wins the other play-in game, has to beat the loser of this game twice. Correct. Like, I thought this was signed, sealed, and delivered because they would be the 9-10, not the 7-8. Now that they're the 7-8, there's an infinitely, infinitely higher chance that I'm going to lose this bet, which is fucking horseshit. Well, I, I did. I did. I won the over 45.5% win percentage for the... By uh, a game? No, I think I I think I, I beat it by two. Two games? Wow. Yeah. Um, I just... I mean, I need to do a deeper dive on this team this season because I feel like they started absolute dog shit they looked so bad they did they did but again to their to their credit they got hit with covid they were like the first nba team in the season to get hit with covid so as some other teams were starting to like slow down at the end of the year like they kind of like their path started they kind Mm. of like started taking off a little bit so i think they made they made they made hay while the other teams were trying to get ready for the playoffs Mm. The thing that yeah. Bulls should have done when they made that big trade, but we'll just forget about that for now. Um, so maybe live update next week. The toilet eats six pages of a Google spreadsheet. Or do you guys want me to wait until we're all in person in two weeks? Uh, yeah, we can wait. We can wait until we can we're wait all in it. person. Okay. Well, yeah, we well it's not. It's bit? not done. It's not done yet. It's not done yet. It's I not mean, done yet. Don't right. don't don't count your chickens. Yeah, I mean, I, I counted, counted them chickens. in December when this team looked like so fraudulent. It was, I was cashing that check already. Um, okay, so I have an idea for the NFL season. All right, yes, now that this, that this bet is kind of winding down, we need a new bet, and oh, baseball's no. boring as shit. Oh no! All right, so here's here's what I want to do. I want us all to pick a team, and we need to pick a team whose total DVA is exactly sixteenth. Ooh, I like this. So we need to find the most average team in the... <laughs> across the board. So, so okay, okay. So their their team DVOA at the end of at the end of next year would be yes. 16. 16 okay. out of 32. I like So <laughs> so so are we looking for like offensive DVOA, defensive DVOA, special teams DVOA? I think that's we... it. Average those three numbers well, together. Who's closest to sixteen? You, you can find you. They'll publish like total DVOA for each. Team. Oh, okay. Um, okay, so football outsiders, you have to actually have a uh, a membership for. Oh, Is that cool. True? We'll just we'll just 
Luke, can you buy it on the pods? Oh uh, yeah, pods credit card. Well, we'll just actually, actually, you have to create the LLC, Zach, and then I'll buy it on Ta- the pods. Tax <laughs> deductible. Um, is is t- uh, football outsiders are they the only one who actually do this? Is it like their I think it's, algorithm? It's their proprietary stat. Uh, I believe, okay, I believe. Okay, well, we'll we'll try and figure out a way to pirate it. I like this idea. Okay, I I so, really like this idea too. Just pick, try to figure out who the most average team is going to be. Yeah. So, for example, last year the number one team in DVOA was New Orleans. While they had the seventh offensive DVOA, they had the second defensive and the fifth special teams DVOA. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. And then who, who Tampa was, Bay. What's that? Who was middle of the road then? Um, okay, so the rankings are in order here. So let me count. Actually, this this is all we need is the ranking. So one, two, three, four, five. Okay, do you guys want to guess? Uh, the Vikings. Yeah. Um, hold on, let me get let me guess. Uh, I try to go through the rolodex of teams. Oh, uh, the football team. The football team is correct. Oh. Um, the Chicago Bears were 15th. Shout oh, out. Oh, the above average Bears. Um, the Vikings. Ooh, I don't even see them. Where are they? Um, They're probably in like the 20s. Oh, okay. They were 17, 18, 19, 20. So Luke, okay. not far off. Um, so the, the range here, I guess. So Tennessee was 14. Chicago was 15. Washington, 16. Atlanta, 17. Cleveland, surprisingly, 18th. Yeah, they're they're the big time regression candidate this year, like okay. the 2018 Jags, the 2019 Bears. Yeah. Okay. Um, but that's the my little tease. Twenty twenty. Okay, I like that. I'll have to do a little uh, research. Definitely going to do some research on this topic, and definitely uh, not just going to look up Warren Sharp's uh, strength of schedule. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we do one on baseball too? I don't know. I think baseball um, is just so hard to predict and. Well, and the season is already starting well, too, which kind of makes it a mood point. Can we can we talk? Can we can we do a little? You guys want to do a little unwritten rules of baseball corner for a second? Oh sure. We want to talk about the Yerman Mercedes. I guess we are ostensibly somewhat of a sports podcast and about mm. Chicago sports. Okay. So I mean, you, you spent more to, more of today talking about dress codes than sports, <laughs> but sure. We're helping. We're helping out guys. It's just bros. Bros helping bros. True. Yeah, so the Yerman Mercedes, your Mercedes, Mercedes, uh, home run on uh, there. I think the White Sox were winning like sixteen to four or something. A positional pitcher was pitching for the Twins, and yeah. it was a three out count, and he just went yard. He took he took he took him deep, and uh, Tony Larusa basically threw him under the bus, which is definitely what you want to see from your manager. Oh, you absolutely saying, love like, to see it. He did. He didn't play baseball the right way. Like ball, ball, like. Oh, he's he's not you know he signs up to be a baseball player in the major league baseball, not the you know I don't know. Um, well, everybody's a major league baseball player. There, don't hang a breaking ball over the plate. Yeah, what the thing that's that to me is that he was throwing Ephus pitch. Question number one: What is that? It's just it's a slow pitch. You throw it like. It's a combination. It's Zach like a slow is demonstrating pitch. with his cricket ball. It's a slow pitch softball pitch but with a baseball and overhand <laughs> i mean if you're a position player pitching why don't you just kind of throw some fucking fastballs and get out of there am i right i like, mean why he was definitely a... trying to get cute 
Yeah, he was getting cute with it. So the other guy took him yard. I don't have a problem with that at all. If you want to get him out, then get him out. The Ephus pitch it only works if you can like throw it as a changeup against like a ninety-five mile per hour fastball. Like you catch somebody off guard with it because they're expecting a much faster pitch. Not when you're like against a position player who hasn't been able to get in the strike zone so far in the at bat. Yeah, like if you need a sport with so many unwritten rules, maybe you just shouldn't get your ass kicked so much that all the unwritten rules come into play, twins. Fuck you. Like, uh, uh, there we I go, guess, Zach. Yep. Wh- where would you say, like, the slaughter rule exists in football? Like, does it exist at all? I don't think in it football does. it exists at 40. If you're up by 40, the clock runs. Non-stop. The only time it stops is after a score or for a timeout. Or that's not, I think that's not maybe, true in yeah. pro football. I think they keep it's it not going. true in pro football. That's correct. That's true in in uh, in high school football. But that should be the rule for all football. Like, like that would be that would help put some of these overs into contention because it's like, oh shit, we gotta beat the clock now. No. <laughs> like there should just be a slaughter rule in baseball. Like, oh, you're up by like twelve. Like the game is just over. Like I get that there's comebacks or whatever, yeah, but no, it's no, just no, a no. regular if season game. If you're up by twelve, then you have to start pitching positional players to let the other team get back. Come into back, it. yeah. You have to make yeah. it easier for we the got, other team. We got Screw like that. baseball needs urgency, so we have to manufacture it with just kitschy rules. Yeah, they're trying to speed up the game. So yeah, well, why not be like, oh, okay, we're just gonna like try and score outscore you twelve to zero as fast as possible. <laughs> no, actually, if you if you go like make it something really dumb and arbitrary. So like if you go up by twelve runs after four and two-thirds of an inning your starting pitcher has to pitch left-handed or right like has to switch up to the other hand how fast would the yankees sign like an like adam dunn-esque character just to be like all right fine we're gonna win every game 15 to 2 fuck you guys yes wouldn't that be interesting if baseball teams decided to try and win games by as much as possible who could possibly (laughs) what team would possibly want to do that (laughs) Like it was uh, listening to that slam ball interview to plug another podcast. And like the idea of making a dunk worth three. So it's like, okay, you really <laughs> have to really get this, st- like actually play defense and prevent a guy from dunking the basketball. Now that it's worth the same amount of points as a distance shot. That part kind of, I, I like that a lot. Or like, a, a, you know, if a position player strikes somebody, like it gets a true strikeout, that's all three outs. Yeah, it's not I, like that. I like that idea. Yeah, if a position player gets somebody out swing like on a swinging strike three, then that like it just ends the inning. Yeah, or like somehow like if you can like stat cast like a five hundred foot home run. Anytime you hit a five hundred foot like dome shot, that's worth two runs by itself. Put a Let's giant see. target out in the center field like a dartboard and if you hit the bullseye it's worth five hey, you, know, you know what you should do put, Who cares? A, put a hill in play and have your players just run up it to make run a up single it. put, put a an single iron out. girder in the field of play and make center fields get center fielders get concussions all the time when they run into it neither of you guys responded in response to that lance berkman catch while he's falling up the stupid hill that used to exist in center field for the astros he just took a bad path do you guys agree with me like oh, he yeah. fell down and took a bad path and everyone's like losing their goddamn mind. If he just took a regular path, he didn't have to look so unathletic and catching that. If he had avoided the sand trap in left field, he might have been able to take a better path to it. There you go. 
That would be awesome, actually, in a baseball field, a water hazard. Ooh, where if yeah. you hit a ball into it, you're out. Out of bounds. Boom. <laughs> yes. Shout out to uh, all the pro disc golfers this past weekend shooting shooting the lights out in California. They carved up this new course that just Scoobin. got developed by OTB. Scoobin. No one scoobed. Bang chains. Sorry, I don't even know what scoob means. Um, so a scuba shot is is famed <laughs> and made popularized oh, by Brody man, Smith, uh, who joined professional disc sorry, golf Luke, in the last few years this. after a career in <laughs> ultimate frisbee. So okay, he went from one scoob. He went from one disc golf sport to another. So basically, I don't have a frisbee on me, which is almost insane to say out loud. But basically, you hold it. Use your dog. You hold it like you're going to hold a forehand, but you actually turn the disc upside down, and it's like you're trying to throw. Like an ultimate frisbee, you're trying to get a high release point so no one can block it. But it's basically going to have a nice uh, fade angle. And then, um, like, you, you can't put a lot of power on it. It's kind of like an approach shot because it's not going to go very far. Nah. Um, but it's kind of like if you're, like, shooting at a higher basket, like an elevated basket or something like that could be useful. Scoob. Do you ever scoob? Uh, I'm not very accurate. I was actually practicing it today uh, during recess with one of my kids who's also into tossing discs. So, um, we've been practicing. I've been practicing my <laughs> forehand, less wobble. Um, you know, we're we're working on it. We're working we, on it, folks. Toilette needs to work on her short game. Her putter has a lot of flutter to it, so we're working on her short game in the backyard. So, um, thank you for asking. I know you genuinely wanted to hear. Yeah, sure. disc golf update. Uh, all right, boys, should we cut it there? Yep, sounds good. All right. Have a uh, great rest of your week, boys. Love you. Love you. Bye. 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 Bye.